0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Beyond the Filters. I'm your co-host, Lizzie. And I'm Erin. We're so excited to be getting this process started and definitely a little bit nervous.
1: For sure. There's going to be some challenges along the way, and it's not going to be perfect right off the bat, but it's definitely something that we've been talking about for a while and that we're really looking forward to
0: key thing we want to do is help people, whether you're single or you're in a relationship, to go past beyond the filter of what you see online for other couples and what people talk about. We hope that this space can be a place you guys can go to to get some real content behind a couple who've been together for six years.
1: We definitely haven't had a perfect journey. We've got some good stories to share, some good experience to reflect on. And anyone either gets enjoyment out of listening to our stories (laughs) in general or even better could pick up something that might be able to help them in their relationship. That's the main goal of this thing.
0: Tips and tricks, sharing our unfiltered stories about our journey. And we've definitely gone through lots of ups and downs. But if anything, it's something that I can at least say for myself, I'm super proud of our relationship. And I feel like, why not share it? If we have something to share and help people out, even if it's one listener going through a really hard relationship or going through a really tough time being single, we hope that whatever insight Erin and I may have can be valuable to you guys.
1: Selfishly for us too, it gives us another excuse to spend some more time together and have yep. some actual deeper conversations than we might typically have on a normal day. So yeah, I'm excited.
0: It's been a long journey to get here, even this entire week. I feel like it's just been so crazy of just setting up our notes, coming up with episode lists, even buying all of the equipment to start a podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. So please bear with us. If our audio is a little bit off for the first episode or two, or just even with our editing skills, we're complete newbies on this. But I'm excited. So this is going to be fun.
1: Kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Luckily, we have the internet these days, so it shouldn't be too hard for us to learn how to get this thing going and started. But, you know, we're already on our what third take of trying to do this episode. I so. know.
0: Oh, my God. The first few times it was, I think we realized I talked way too much. I did not give Aaron enough space to chime in and say what you wanted to say.
1: And I'm, I mean, just by my nature, I'm the middle child. So I've always been more of a listener than a talker. Definitely if we want both sides and two perspectives from both the man and the woman, then I'm going to have to talk a little bit more.
0: Like me being the baby of the family growing up, I've always just tried to like say as much as I can in the time that I have because all of my older siblings would be like having their voice. And I was so, I felt so like little, not in a bad way, but I think that's a big part of the reason why I I sometimes talk really fast. You might notice if I'm feeling really passionate, about a topic. I just go like a million miles per hour and then also just rambling on forever. This is a good practice for the both of us. I'm a talker, Aaron's a listener. That's why we work so well together, but we, we have to find a nice balance.
1: I'd, I'd definitely say you've got the gift of the gab and I could use a little practice and doing this will make me just a better talker in general. And there's a lot of places in life that that could What am I trying to say? Be beneficial. It can help you out in so many
0: ways when you're like networking or meeting new people or just in general, right? Just to be a little bit more insightful and thoughtful about what you're saying when you're chatting with people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: But we kind of figured maybe before jumping into the main part of the story, we wanted to say happy new year, guys. It's 2024. I'm super excited about the year. I always love the beginning of the years.
1: It's a good start. I love the beginning of the year because my birthday is in the beginning of the year, but Yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to in 2024, I think.
0: Yeah, 3 was a pretty good year. I feel like a lot of exciting things happened for us. We got engaged. You traveled a ton. I traveled a bit as well. We have a few little goals together that we came up with of what we want to do and accomplish for 2024. To say that I don't think New Year's resolutions is for everyone. I really love New Year's resolutions because I really like having a, a lot of structure.
1: I like the idea of New Year's resolutions, but I'm not usually very good at keeping my resolutions. Like for 2023, I was trying to go simple and only set one for myself, and I wasn't even able to do that. Hopefully 2024, Lizzie kind of helping me along will be able to accomplish our resolutions.
0: Yeah, it's a little funny. Last year, your resolution was to post a photo on Instagram once a month, and I think you posted two.
1: Yeah, two or three. And I don't know, there was a lot of significant moments in 2023. So I probably could have posted one a month. But anyway, yeah. maybe that'll be another goal for 2024.
0: I know. All I care about is that A, you posted one for our engagement, which was sweet. And then when you went to your Europe trip with the boy. So I feel like you at least got the main ones, but. Could probably use a little bit more.
1: Hey, maybe for 2024, can I count the podcast posts as my posts for Instagram?
0: I guess so. That's a pretty good one. I like it. Oh, hey, (laughs) I'm
1: I'm good to go for that one for 2024 as well.
0: Yeah, let's add that to the list. We typically don't do New Year's resolutions together. We always do them separate. So I figured this year, because we're doing the podcast and a few other things, why not come up with some easy ones we can implement into our lives? So the first one that we had on the list here is just, A, to continue to live a healthy and active life for the both of us. And we're actually going to be starting what's called a 45-day hard challenge. People usually know this as a 75-day hard challenge where you work out, I think, every day for 30 minutes inside and outside. You eat a really restrictive diet. And, of course, no drinking, no drugs or anything like that. It's pretty, you know, very in the line of you can't do anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, Lizzie had the idea of doing the 75-hard, but I... Talked her down to forty five, hard because I don't know. I have some friends with birthdays that are coming up, and I am going to be missing my own birthday in that. So
0: I know we we figured we'd start a little small, so forty five days it takes us right until Valentine's Day. I think the day of or the day right after Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, there is thirty one days in January. Thirty one plus fourteen should be the forty five.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna go all the way to February fifteenth, and what we are going to do is just no drinking kind of nothing else in terms of the world and the realm of any drugs. And we're going to be having a goal to work out five days a week for 30 minutes. And the one last little piece that we're going to add to it is either a meditation or breath work that we incorporate into our lives daily. I don't know, we'll probably get like a pen or paper somewhere, like a notepad for us to keep track of both of our progresses just to make sure that we can hold each other accountable. And that's pretty much it. We're not going to add any of the diet aspect to it because I think you and I eat pretty healthy yeah. we cook at home a lot
1: i would say that we eat pretty healthy for the most part i i don't think the working out's going to be too hard i don't know if the meditation breath work going to be too hard i already do that anyway might be hard for you but yeah i already do that anyway and i don't know it's hard to pass up birthday drinking i know there's always stuff that comes up that you want to Go out, but hey, whatever. We'll see.
0: Yeah. And that's just a part of life too. So so sorry if you guys are our friends and your birthday is in January or February. We won't be able to drink with you guys, but we will there we'll we will be there to celebrate in other ways and we'll be eating lots of good food. So that's our first one. Um, the second one, of course, is this podcast. So being really consistent posting every week or kind of prepping some episodes to go out, working on social media stuff, working on editing. I'm really excited for us to do this one.
1: It'll force us to be consistent. And especially I know Lizzie has a goal of getting out an episode a week. If we're going to do that, it's going to have to be some kind of disciplined resolution and routine to get into. But I think we can do it. We just got to, like I say, hold each other accountable.
0: And imagine like at the end of, next year, we'll be like, wow, we did 52 episodes, maybe even more, but at least if we get those 52 episodes, we would be so proud of ourselves and be like, we did the whole damn thing for an entire year. Even if there's travels and stuff that we have planned and different events going on where things are busy, we'll make sure that we get one out each week. So that's our second one. And then the last one here is just working a little bit more house-related things. So Aaron and I, in a couple of years, are planning to move back home to where Erin's from, which is in Cape Breton. And right now we're doing all the pre and work with the land, getting it subdivided, and then also picking out a house right now to, to live in. I want to make some good progress on that this year to come.
1: That should be, it should be fun. I think we've kind of got it all sorted out now. Yeah. Just got to really get all the pieces together.
0: I think another thing too is we'll have to maybe communication around the house so that we're not fighting and arguing because I think 2023, at least at the tail end of it, there was a lot of I don't know. Going through house stuff is really difficult. People always say if you can get through building a house or going through renovation with your partner, you can really make it through.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping we got most of our fights done. And yeah. I know there's no more unexpected kind of twists and turns that, you know, bring up fights that are no I told you so's anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty much it for our New Year's resolutions. Did you have anything else you wanted to add?
1: No, not really.
0: I know. I have a few things in mind for my own resolutions but maybe i'll share that a little bit later making a little vision board i remember last year i think i showed you my vision board yeah, from I last year
1: remember the vision board and so
0: many things from it happened mm. and the main one being us getting engaged that was really exciting but yeah that's our newest resolutions would love to hear if you guys have any and obviously if you don't have resolutions then yeah just have a good 2024 year
1: should we get into what people can expect from the beyond the filters podcast
0: okay i've been thinking a lot about the last year or two Being active on social media, being a content creator, I know what goes behind the scenes of taking a video or taking a photo. And I've posted a handful of photos of us and the editing or just like the fights that we have before, the fights that we have right after and how while we're trying to get the photo, we're like arguing and because you feel uncomfortable and I want you to do this and I want us to look a certain way. So there's a lot that goes behind of just us comparing ourselves with other couples. So it doesn't even have to be on social media necessarily. Maybe you have somebody in your circle of life, friend or family, and you look at them and you're like, wow, I wish my partner was doing this because they do that for their partner. What we want to get out of this and why we came up with the name is that we want to go beyond the filter and just have unfiltered conversations about everything. We're definitely going to get into the nitty gritty of our bedtime talks when we go through arguments or even when we go through like the highs and lows of our relationship. I just want to break that illusion and just be honest, because I think that's what people are craving these days. Is just honest and real content that's not super thought out or edited?
1: Definitely there's a lot that goes into beyond the filter. I've always claimed that I didn't really care what especially strangers thought of me but then when I started getting out there on the streets and Lizzie had to take a picture on a busy street and I had to stay there and be taking the photo I was like oh man these people are all judging me like what am I doing but eventually I got over it and now I'd like to say that I'm pretty comfortable. I still have some nerves about it but yeah it's all constantly learning constantly being better but i am also not on instagram much myself or any social media yeah you
0: you consume a lot of content you're not so much participating in a creation of content yeah, yeah i'm
1: definitely more of a consumer i've never really shared too much about my personal life outside of family and close friends this is definitely maybe a bigger step for me than it is for you and again, like I, like we said, with just your ability to talk and my ability not to, it's not always easy. But after we see the finished product of this and especially where we can come three episodes from now, 10 episodes from now, 20 episodes from now, five years from now, I think it's just all going to be for the best for us. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Even for me growing up, you came from parents who are still together. I came from parents who were divorced and I saw just a lot of things growing up and now I have an amazing family. But I wish growing up I had some more relatable content or advice that I got from people in my life. Just sometimes listening to other people's problems and stuff they go through can make you feel a little bit better or lessen that argument that you're having with your partner because you're like, hey, look, it's not just me. It's not just us. Other people are going through the same things as well. And I think it's also going to be so refreshing having you on this podcast because you're not really on social media. It's just we're average, and I think a lot of people out there are like average people in like a good way. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but with life experiences and whatnot.
1: I agree, hundred percent.
0: When you and I are at home and we're comfortable, we're so unfiltered. We will say anything and everything to each other if we're talking about something we're going through or things that we see with our friends. I've been vocalizing a lot in the last year, especially to my close friends and family. I've been saying. I want to start a podcast. And where this really started to grow into something bigger was Aaron and I have been openly within our friends and family have been going to couple therapy and that journey in itself is just something else. But having gone through that and we're still so strong as a couple and that it's worth it in the end if you're with somebody that you really love. And you care about and you want to make the effort to try. So that's changed us a lot. And it's been a really positive experience. We love our therapist, Nikita. Nikita was originally my therapist. I'd gone and seen her for a couple of years. Then you came on one of our therapy sessions with us.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what we were fighting about at the time, oh, God. but we definitely felt like we needed a third opinion on it. And shout out Nikita. She gave a great third opinion and definitely helped us through that initial God, I really don't remember what the first one I honestly was, but... don't
0: even remember. Half the time when we fight about stuff, it's like really stuff that's pointless. I think people may think that sometimes therapists, especially if like you have your own and then you're bringing your partner along, that they may take one person's side, but I think you can attest.
1: Yeah, I was definitely nervous starting out where, you know, we were especially going to see your therapist for that you've been seeing for a while. You probably tell her all of the maybe things that I I do that maybe aren't great or aren't the perfect boyfriend or fiance but no first thing we went in there she listened to both of our sides and she was very i don't want to say she was on my side she was on the side of us getting through whatever we were getting through but she like helped you realize the points that i was trying to make she helped me realize the points you were trying to make and just getting that third perspective is huge, right? Some people talk about how if you're going through a tough situation or if you're not really sure what to do, you should take yourself out and look at the perspective of if you were reading a book that you were the character in, how would you advise that person to go about their life? And it's really hard to do in real time. So having Nikita there to help us do that, I thought was, you know, very good.
0: Because I was going to therapy for a while and it really has worked and it's changed me as a person and helps me gain perspective on myself and other people. I just knew that whatever time that we were going through that was really difficult, it needed a third-party perspective. And it's so hard to get out of that when you're just fighting and you're yelling at each other and you're fighting over and over again about the same type of stuff. Nikita's amazing. And she's definitely called me out on things where like I was convinced that I was right, that Aaron was wrong. And she does a really good professional way of addressing each other whenever we're going through stuff. And really, at the end of the day, she gets the big picture. That's why we're at couples therapy. We don't want to give up on whatever the argument is or whatever the big situation in our life that we're going through is. We love couples therapy. We'll do a dedicated episode on it. But that's what sparked it, because in one of our sessions, Nikita was like, you guys need to start a podcast. Do you remember what we were fighting about? We fought about something and then we like.
1: Yeah, I think it was when we kind of came up with the sticky note concept of like, all right, Lizzie had a laundry list of things that she wanted me to start doing, especially around the apartment. It was pretty soon after we like fully officially moved in together. And yeah, I came from living as, you know, a boy with the boys, maybe not the tidiest. And uh, Lizzie has.
0: I have I have my way of doing things. You like
1: you're particular about stuff for sure. And we came up with this idea of putting sticky notes and saying, "Okay, you're allowed to hold me accountable for these two or three things, I'll take no offense to any time you want to bring it up, stuff like that. And then so that really helped us for that week. And then we came back to Nikita and she was like, wow, you know, that's that's a great idea. Like, good job working on that. You guys really.
0: You take the advice, you take you, it home, yeah. you implement it and you even come up with your own stuff. The sticky note concept was not a concept that Nikita had shared with us. It was actually your idea. We were recently moved in together. We were fighting about roommate stuff. And that's another thing, too. Like roommate problems are different than room relationship problems
1: so nikita came back and she's like wow you guys should start a podcast and then lizzie being the social media presence that she is was like, oh, that's a that's a really good idea.
0: Well, you and I we're not ex we're definitely not experts. We are not therapists. Take what we're saying as a grain of salt. Use it if it's applicable yes. to you in your life, please. But yeah, I, I heard that. And then over us going to couples therapy, sharing our experience with our friends. I have a lot of friends in my life who are like, wow, you have inspired me to have these conversations with my partner. You have inspired me to go to therapy. They're not going to therapy. We've had our friends being like, you guys need to start a podcast. People saying that a few times over the course of a year or so. I was like, maybe we really should.
1: Saying this, I was still quite reluctant. Uh, It took about a year of Lizzie wearing me down. Oh my
0: God, every month. I was like, so are we going to do that podcast or what? And you're like, we'll get to it. And like, you were a little bit avoidant because like you said, you're not comfortable. You weren't before as comfortable sharing things about your personal life, especially our relationship.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely more of a internalized person, which I know is probably not the best, but we're working on it. Between that, not being much of a talker, it's just, it's scary to jump into a new thing that you know is going to require commitment and work, and yeah, I don't know, I'm human, I get scared.
0: I really had, I had the bigger picture. I really knew that me doing this with you was something that I wanted, and it would be so much better than me just doing it by myself. I was really patient with, I think, planting the seed in your brain every month and bringing it up, and I never got mad at you, and I never was like, I don't think, rushing you too much. Like, I was like, are you do we want to do it? Do you still want to do it. And anytime people would mention the podcast to us and starting it, I'd give Aaron that look. And you'd be like, oh my God, okay. Like she's really just trying to, people are adding fuel to the fire. Yeah,
1: Rome wasn't built in a day. So a little quick advice. If you want your partner to do something that you really want to do that they don't want to do, plant the seed, let it grow.
0: There's nothing worse than like rushing and forcing your partner to do something. It makes them not want to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and
0: I've done that to you before, for sure. Definitely. And I learned the hard way. I don't even remember what. If I ask you too much and I nag you too much, you are not going to do it. And even and if you end up doing it, you're like not happy because you're just now remembering all the times I ever
1: nagged you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's I mean, yeah, for me, I'd say Nikita and then you bugging me was definitely the main driving factor of starting this. But you've always wanted to do this. And now I guess here we are.
0: Yeah. And to be fair. Like you said, you're a listener, but you give great advice. Okay, I see the way that you are with your guy friends or just people in our life, in our circle, friends or family. Like you'll chime in here and there with an advice and people are like, oh my God, I'm sure you're not the only guy who's like a little bit reluctant on being vulnerable and sharing their emotions, right? Yeah. People are really scared to be vulnerable because they think, it's a sign of weakness. I've always been very open, but going through therapy and being in different relationships, I know that being a guy sometimes, it's not it's not comfy being vulnerable. And you can probably admit when you first were starting therapy, you were like, why do I need to go to couples therapy? Like, that is not... For me, you don't want to seem weak and feel like you can't solve your own problems with your partners. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Yeah, definitely. And even, you know, around that time, I was dealing with some other personal stuff, even outside of the relationship. And I was just... I said, you know what? Maybe I'll give this therapy thing a try. And I just... I don't know if it wasn't matching up with the right therapist or I was just too scared or nervous at the time to fully let myself just be emotionally defenseless. Yeah. No, that's that's a good way way of putting
0: putting it. it. It was also COVID.
1: It was like also when COVID. we started, when
0: I started going to therapy again, and when you were starting to go with me, and you had tried to go to your own therapy. There was just so much stuff happening in the world. Obviously, we were raw and vulnerable, and we just needed the help. We want to help normalize that. If you feel like going to couples therapy or just therapy in general is beneficial for you, go ahead and do it. I strongly believe that everybody could use therapy to some aspect or degree. But if you're not comfortable, maybe listening to this podcast, hearing our story with our couples therapist, or just what we go through, tips and tricks that we have. You can implement it and be like, you know what, maybe I don't need couples therapy. Maybe I could just like tune into a podcast and just gain some perspective and it helps me out. So that's kind of the whole reason as to us coming up with a name, why we started the podcast and how we got to today where we are.
1: Maybe now we'll get into our individual backgrounds for anyone listening that doesn't know us. I doubt there'll be too many for these first few episodes. But yeah, do you want to talk about your kind of upbringing and how you got to, I guess, this kitchen in Halifax?
0: (laughs) I am 25 years old. I was born on an island in Jeju, South Korea, and I'd moved back and forth a few times from Korea to Calgary, which is where I mainly grew up for my entire life. My parents divorced, so hence why the moving back and forth. But I've been in Canada since I was nine years old, was an immigrant, became a citizen, super proud and happy to be a Canadian. I grew up in Calgary from when I was nine till 18, growing up, coming from an Asian background. It was very much put into my head of you need to be successful, make your mark in this place, especially when you're going to a new country with so many great opportunities. I was very involved in school, student council, debate. There's a period of time where I played lacrosse for like four or five years, which was super fun. I had to drop that because school was getting more serious. I really didn't go to that many parties. I mean, I had friends that I hung out with, but it just definitely wasn't a priority growing up. Then when I graduated, I wanted a change. I was obviously sad about leaving my friends and stuff, but because I'd been used to moving around, I was not scared. You'll also learn throughout these episodes, I'm pretty impulsive. I just jump into things, sometimes without thinking, which is good and bad sometimes. But I, like, knew exactly where I wanted to go. I moved to Halifax to go to Dalhousie, went to school for engineering, which is where Aaron and I met. And it's crazy to also think that, like, if I didn't end up coming here, you didn't end up coming to Dal for whatever reason, which I'm sure you'll get to, Like we would have never met, right? At
1: least God knows where we'd be at right now.
0: I know. But, yeah, so I've graduated from engineering. I did chemical engineering, and that's what I focused on. And now I work at a tech company as a program manager for my corporate nine to five job, which I love. I love my job. Right after I graduated university, I started making content on Instagram. I think you can agree. Like I had a really hard time through school. Like it was not easy for me to get through engineering. Engineering is hard as it is, but that part of my brain, I just could not connect.
1: Yeah, you are smart in so many ways and are driven and motivated, but... I don't know. When it came to school,
0: yeah, you'd try you try to get had me to, to
1: work for it. Like
0: Aaron and I, when we would have the same class, I would study. I could study for four hours. Aaron could study for half an hour. We would both take the test. You would get a higher grade than me. Or even for me to get to close to what you would be getting, I would have, I would have to work so hard. And I just I don't know. It just definitely wasn't natural. And when you're an undergrad for engineering, like everything is set out for you. You have six classes every single semester for four four years straight and a year of co-op. And I was just so burnt out and it really wore me out. And for the last year, I kept saying to Aaron, I'm going to start Instagram. Like I'm going to start making content, sharing what I actually love, which is like fashion and beauty. And I did it right after I graduated. Yeah. I did it. I jumped in head first. My very first collab, you remember, was with Majuri. I got this like gold necklace. I was so excited. I was like taking pictures of it on your like old balcony that you're living with your yeah. roommates yeah. with. And, and it was just I was so excited and nervous because I was nervous about what people who knew me would think about me doing it. But then I quickly got over that. And obviously, it's brought me to where I am today. And it started as a passion because growing up, I've always been so obsessed with like skincare and fashion. And I still very much am. But I just wanted a creative outlet. So that's what I do. I go to my corporate job. And anytime I have free time, if I'm not working out, hanging out with Aaron or my friends, I'm working on social media. And it's been two years now, like two and a half years yeah. or so since I've been doing it. And you've been there since like the beginning.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm I've been behind a lot of those pictures. Yeah. Of them. I
0: remember dragging you out to the streets to take photos of me and we would literally get in fights about it. Like I'd be like, can you please take a photo? And like you'd be like, sure, let me do it. Take a photo. You get so awkward and people would walk around, which is fair. And then I would get mad because I didn't think you were being a supportive boyfriend, and that you were trying that you were getting on your like knees to like take these photos and get in the angles.
1: yeah, Lizzie expected me to be a professional photographer right away, but oh. I was very much a twenty you twenty two year old boy that.
0: Just like sports and video games, and had a girlfriend who was super into content. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it wasn't big on the the whole creative side of my life, but hey, I'm getting there. Still working on it, but I it's think- like
0: night and day, though. Like you're now so much more comfortable, I think, with doing it. I know you still don't like love it, well, but you're like I, it-
1: I know some of the angles now. I know I know it gets a good picture more than I did then. Yeah,
0: yeah it's a running joke with a lot of my girlfriends. That are like, did Aaron take this photo? I'm like, yes, he probably did. Yeah, I, I
1: probably did.
0: So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Can you share with the audience a little bit about you, what you like, your childhood growing up?
1: Yeah, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, we're filming this in Nova Scotia. This is kind of where we met and where we live. I was born and bred here. We're currently in Halifax, but I grew up in Cape Breton, which is about four-hour drive away. It's more country vibe. I grew up on a farm. I come from a big family. My I had like 40 first cousins on my dad's side and cousins on my mom's side that I was close with. and
0: Just massive. Yeah,
1: just massive. I also come from, I guess, maybe not a very weird family dynamic, but I have an older sister that's two years older than me than I was born. And then 10 years later, my parents had another set of, of sister and brothers. So
0: we love Marie and Oscar and Morgan, but it's like meeting and being a part of your family like. I never had younger siblings, so I just, I love them so much. If you guys are listening, I love them. Yeah, and
1: you, I mean, especially for Maria and Oscar anyway, you kind of got to see them grow up too, right? Like, we have some old pictures and videos of oh when Lizzie first came and, you know, they they were still playing with their stuffed animals and now- uh, Their little babies. Yeah, well, now Maria's getting, she's got her- She's a teenager. Learner's permit and anyway, crazy, but yeah. I grew up in a a big family, grew up on a farm, pretty big country boy. Being the middle child and especially the older middle child, I essentially had free reign to do whatever I wanted. Yeah, you
0: grew up very freely. Your parents kind of let you figure life out.
1: Yeah. Like I had, I obviously, my parents were strict but fair. So as long as I was getting good grades in school being on the firm. I used to work a lot. So as long as I was showing up to work on time, doing good work, working hard and getting good grades, I could, I didn't really have a curfew or well, I did have a curfew, but you know, it was pretty blurred line on when I had to be home. And as long as I told my parents where I was going to be, they didn't really care. So I think that helped me get a perspective on life of just because you have stuff to do and have to work doesn't mean that you can't also have a bit of fun and explore for yourself. I think that's a very different perspective from Lizzie. She was a lot yeah. more structured growing up and a lot more...
0: Yeah, you were You were like a social butterfly. Like you would hang out with friends, you'd go to sports. You were very active in that way. Where for me, I played piano for 10 years. Um, I did 10 years of World Conservatory. Then I taught piano when I was in high school. I was like a very active babysitter and nanny. My parents were the type of like, You see these people making mistakes, like, don't get there. This is what you need to do to stay in the line of not making those mistakes in life, where I feel like your parents were like, make that mistake if you need to, and then figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, my parents
1: were very much like, hey, you can go make mistakes, but keep us out of it. If you're going to make mistakes, you figure out what you need to do to make it right. And then also, just Lizzie grew up more of a city environment. I, my closest friend... And it was only one of them was a half hour bike ride away from my house.
0: Yeah, that's so cute.
1: That was that just you know didn't work for me. It also made me really appreciate when I could spend time with my friends. But with that being said, like me and my sister used to play outside a lot, have a lot of fun together. And then obviously when the younger kids were born, I there was no way of getting out of helping in my house. So I was I played a big role of babysitter for Marie and Oscar for quite a lot of years. Changing their diapers and- changing diapers like anytime my parents had to go do something we'd be looking after them and but like I said I I didn't mind it because when all of my responsibilities were done I could do what I wanted so because of that and just being in Cape Breton the area itself there's a lot of beautiful hiking trails there's a lot of stuff to do it more stuff to do outdoors than indoors I think that kind of molded me into being someone that I really love hiking I love camping I love
0: you're like you live in the outdoors like nothing makes you happier than when I'm like do you want to go on a hike or, like, do you want to go on a walk? Or do you want to go do something outside? And you're like, frig, yes. Yeah, like, so kind of like a puppy dog that way. Yeah, you're, like. like, so adventurous that way. And that's a huge thing, too, actually. You're country boy. I grew up as a city girl, but I think now that we've met, we've brought each other selves a little bit closer. Now you're like a little bit more like a city boy in some ways. And I'm definitely a bit more like a country girl for sure. Before I met you, I did not go hiking. I did not go camping. I was not into the woods bushwhacking like on (laughs) trails. Like That was just not my thing. I do not like bugs but now I love it. It's my favorite way to spend quality time with you. Mountains and I just never really connected. And so I feel like even being in in Halifax, I, I really had a chance to find myself who I was as a person outside of anything that was studious and super structured in my life. And I have you to thank who really brought that side out of me and it's the greatest.
1: Definitely. That was kind of my upbringing. I came from high school where everybody knew each other. And then for me, moving from Cape Breton to Halifax it was like whoa I'm moving to the big city like how am I gonna do this what am I gonna do luckily my best friend was moving up here and he was actually a big driver for me to come up here anyway like he helped me do my university application up here and probably wouldn't do it without him so shout out Shaw but yeah I was kind of moving to the big city you while you were moving away we're moving to a smaller city oh my
0: gosh it's like a night and day Halifax is so tiny you can walk everywhere here everybody here knows each other
1: I mean hey it, it's definitely grown. A lot since you and i first moved up here. oh my
0: gosh yeah the city's changed a lot lots of new restaurants and a lot more to do and it's just filled with young college students which i love there's like i think over like 10 universities and colleges here so it's so fun to, to hang out yeah
1: definitely a good city for young people but yeah then we moved up here and one thing about cape breton is that there's not a lot of i wouldn't we have a lot of our own culture but there's not a big mix of cultures in Cape Breton. So it was a big culture shock coming up here, especially going to university where you're meeting people of different cultures, religions, races. And if you had asked me in high school if I would ever be dating a an Asian girl, I don't think I would have yeah I don't know what I would have said I didn't think it would be true
0: I also I don't want people listeners to freak out and be like oh my god I can't believe you said that I I think that's that needs to be normalized when you're coming from just different upbringings and and where you've grown up like that's normal me coming from Calgary to here I was like where are all the Asian people so it was just a huge culture shock there was definitely a a part of me where I felt like I was a, a minority again quite a bit because it was just different if you were to tell me like when I was in high school that going to university that I'd be with a country boy I would not have believed you this was not in my bingo card whatsoever and same thing for Aaron he never thought he'd be with an asian or just a city girl
1: yeah yeah asian one thing but the city girl is the kind of big jump that yeah, I cuz where missed. you're
0: from there's really not a lot of diversity whatsoever you maybe had a couple kids in your classes that were of a different ethnicity but other than that you were just not used to it so it's not weird or not okay for you to say like that's not what you had expected for yourself
1: like, yeah no and hey you know what you never know that's why you should always try to talk to as many people as you can and yeah it, uh, Learn more about them.
0: I feel like when we first met, that was also what really brought us to each other and i was really drawn to you because you were from such a different background i remember like our first couple of nights hanging out our conversations would just be about you talking about your upbringing on the farm and me just talking about my life and moving and, and being a city girl and it was it was the thing that attracted me the most about you because i was so curious i just wanted to learn and i was so like i don't know yeah same here maybe tell uh, our listeners maybe some of the guys too if they're potentially listening what your hobbies are what you like doing in your free time just so they can kind the of vibe. yeah you.
1: So- I'm a pretty much typical guy. I enjoy my video games. I enjoy, like I said earlier, I always love hiking in the outdoors and stuff, but that's not the easiest thing to do once November rolls around here in Nova Scotia. I like and we're recording this on Sunday morning so we can get it done before football starts. Oh my Uh, God,
0: seven hours up. Commercial
1: free and- football. It's also a fantasy football playoffs. Good luck to everyone's fantasy teams out there. Oh my uh,
0: god. <laughs> except
1: for Shaw because that's who I'm playing against, but yeah. yeah,
0: you're pretty typical. You watch bar stools. You're into golf in the summer. I like going for wing
1: nights with the boys. you having a nice
0: beer. You like going for walks. Like even in the wintertime, we'll bundle up and go for like an hour long walk just so we can get either sunlight or a lot of darkness and just mm-hmm. enjoy the city.
1: I'm not a super big wellness guy, but I listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman and
0: I mean, compared to our our friends, you're pretty wellnessy. Like I guess you're I, on the yeah. top list. I, I there. take cold
1: showers. I do. Um, breath work. off breathing. Yeah, if anyone knows what that is. Yeah, and
0: saunas. We love a sauna when we can get an opportunity to use one. We definitely want one one day in our future. Yeah,
1: I think what just one of my biggest fears is, you know, getting old and not being able to do what I want. So I'm just of the mindset that I'll start doing some of the harder wellness stuff now, so that hopefully when I am in my 50s 60s we're thriving 70s i'm still able to run around and yeah i uh, do what i want to do
0: play with the young kids and stuff like play that. play with the young
1: kids and even you know, maybe i, I want to be going for hikes maybe i want to climb mountains when i'm 70 oh years old oh my god Who okay knows? this
0: is not a conversation for right now that just drive me with anxiety up the wall thinking about you climbing a mountain when you're like 56 years old not it oh yeah not it. Liz-
1: lizzie doesn't like when i do things that are maybe slightly dangerous, right?
0: No, it's, I don't want to stop your fun. But Aaron just went on a trip to Europe with his guy friends. You guys went to Switzerland, did some crazy ass hike that even thinking about now gives me. It makes my stomach turn because you guys are insane.
1: It looked scarier than it actually was. It was called a via ferrata.
0: But that's the one thing that's different between you and I. I'm like, I want to have fun, but like be safe. I want to be on ground, on land. I don't want to be floating up in the sky. And you. You love that adrenaline, like you crave that yeah stuff. jumping off of bridges, I've always like you loved are...
1: jumping off stuff, and you know I've gone skydiving a couple of times, and oh my I, God, I just i don't know i love I love the thought of not being in control, I guess, but
0: and I'm the opposite, I need to be in control of my situation,, <laughs> exactly.
1: but hey, that's another reason why we work so well together,
0: yeah, definitely, like a yin and yang situation that we have going on between you and I, but Yeah, that's a little bit about us. Hopefully that gave you some insight as to who the co-hosts are for the podcast. We've gone through so many crazy phases of our lives together. Like, that's a big chunk of...
1: Yeah, we got, you know, we started together in our university party phase when we were both 19. Oh my God, yeah. We We were spent every weekend going to the bars and coming back two, three in the morning and then... And then
0: waking up, going to the gym, going to class, eating, going out again. It was just like, we met at such a fun time and just us as individuals it was both of our first times moving out of home yeah right exactly living in the dorms like we didn't live in houses the first year we lived in a dorm i lived in a dorm where it was very very party focused mom and dad i'm sorry i don't know if you guys knew that when you lived in a little bit more of a chill but yeah. still like a fairly party-ish dorm room
1: yeah ours was more parties every night of the weekend but throughout the days or throughout the weekdays i guess it wasn't as big of a party so we started out in our party phase and then through that there was a short period where it was a little more school focus. Like, again, we both went through engineering in school. So there's kind of ups and downs with that. There's certain semesters that are a I lot PTSD. harder than others. So went through that and then COVID hit and that kind of changed everything. That was.
0: Yeah, it was just it was a lot. I, obviously, we don't need to explain the toll that it takes on you mentally and physically just during that time. But then we had graduated, like looking for jobs was another. So like being a young adult post-grad, trying to find a job, survive out there in the world with what's happening, finding ourselves again outside of being with our roommates and all of our college friends because everybody's moved out doing their own thing. And then the more we got into being together, then we started living together. That was another whole challenge. Being a part of each other's family's lives, siblings' lives, that's a whole dynamic in itself. And then now we're recently engaged as of August. And so that's been a journey in itself to even us talking about our life. Together, actually, we'll talk about this in another episode, but Aaron told me on our very first date that we met, he was like, listen, I'm going to be a farmer. This is my passion in life. I'm going back to Cape Breton to take over my family's farm. You're coming for the ride or you're just, like, not a part of it. Like, you're not going to be part of it. And I just was like, oh, okay, this guy's super honest. No filter. That's the one thing I remember about you is meeting you. You were just so honest. And I loved that. I was like, that's so real i was seeing so many guys who were just like playing games and stuff so that was really refreshing
1: well hey i'm not one to waste my time well i'll waste my time playing video games or something but or watching football i'm not one to waste my time with other people or waste other people's time. So yeah, um, yeah. I figured I'd tell you straight up. if You liked what you saw. You wanted to be with me. This was that was my goal. This and, was it. You know. And like Lizzie said, we'll get into it in other episodes. But that's also led to some challenges in our life. And
0: yeah, absolutely. I think our next episode is going to be a how we met story and our journey through that because that one's going to be juicy. I'm so excited about it, and I feel like everybody loves talking about their story with their partners of how they met. But I really think ours is a good one. I always get so giddy and like butterfly thinking about it, also because it kind of makes me cringe at the things I did when I was younger, yeah. when I met you. It was just, I don't know what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, well. Like hey, you
0: you fell in love with me for whatever reason.
1: Well, because you're awesome.
0: Yeah, okay. And then in, in there too, actually, we forgot to mention, we also broke up. So we haven't always been together for the whole duration of the six years. There was a period where we were broken up for like four months.
1: It was like a month and a half. Oh my gosh,
0: really? Okay, it felt so much longer than that. Okay, so maybe it was a month and a half, like in the summer for a little bit there. And that's probably like in our top like two or three hardest moments we've gone through as a couple. The other one would be trying to get through this house building. Oh my God, it, it was the hardest period of our life save it
1: for later Lizzie. Save it. For i later.
0: know i know but it was recently like in november it was really difficult but yeah we did break up for a period of time i think that made us so strong from the get-go we've talked about it so much now we've gone to couples therapy about it we're at a phase where we can talk about it openly and hopefully help some people out out there yeah guys that's a little bit about us we're gonna end this episode off and so what's to come for upcoming topics we'll talk about going through different seasons of your life with your partner going through a breakup infidelity talking about our different backgrounds and differences of how we grew up, our journey to getting engaged, the truth behind our engagement, which I think will be a fun one. Just regular advice and tips on dating if you're single or in a relationship. Is there anything else that I'm missing?
1: No, not really. Just, again, we're still figuring this all out, but you should be able to find us on Spotify, Apple, everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're at Beyond the Filters podcast on Instagram. Like, subscribe. DM us if you have any questions or if you have anything you'd like to hear. We're we're very excited to get this going. Like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day, so.
0: Bear with us, guys. I'm so sorry if the audio is weird. While we were recording, our recorder shut down three times, and I think it's because we ran out of battery because we were practicing for a bit there. Hopefully, 10 episodes from now will be so much better and more comfortable.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm going to be the main editor for this, so hopefully you don't notice any of those. Oh
0: my God, you're, you're telling them all our secrets.
1: Just kidding. I'll I'll cut that out.
0: Okay, awesome. Thanks so much, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, guys.
0: Thanks for listening.